got her hello 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 and welcome to back from the brink i'm todd brinker <laughs> i'm aaron brinker yay and this is back from the brink and i'm todd brinker <laughs> we could just keep looping no no we can't yeah so sorry when you tried to call in today we had a little bit of a, a technical well actually it wasn't even a technical glitch i just wasn't on the i didn't have my skype up and running and, and didn't have everything ready to go on this and i was um trying to wrap something else up and uh so we were a wee bit behind a wee Not bit nice. but uh we be okay um <laughs> we be okay we i um <laughs> Uh, just sent you and Tobin a link to the political compass and there's like six pages of questions. And then when it's done, they put you on a matrices as to your ideological makeup and where you fall. And what's interesting is I suspect, and they, they don't talk about this, but I haven't read all the details. My guess is this is not so much a, an indication of where you fall, but what you're thinking is at this moment in time, that it's more a reflection of your current, um, uh, political hygiene as opposed to your, you know, core beliefs, because while it, you know, your core beliefs probably don't change that much, you always are putting things in the context of current political issues. So I think that somebody who is traditionally more conservative but can't stomach um, uh, Donald Trump might be saying, well, I'm looking at, at some more um, liberal leaning alternatives because of Donald Trump. Whereas, you know, other people are are hunkering down and saying, well, I, despite Donald Trump, like the things that he's been doing, even though I don't like the way he does it or the way he says things or even the way he looks. Um, you know, there may be lots of criticisms on both sides there, uh, you know, or I just can't, you know, I can't stomach leaning to the left at all because of, you know, my core beliefs or because I think, you know, Joe Biden's a doddering idiot or, you know, there's just lots of reasons to ebb and flow. And I suspect most of these sort of like Internet quizzy type things are are not so much deep insights as they are kind of where you're sitting right now. Yes. Um, so and I'm you're like, huh, what? I'm <laughs> taking it so we can talk about it since you sent it to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'll kind of blather on a little bit while you do it. Cause there is six pages and it takes a minute to kind of get through it. And there's like a uh, half dozen or so for those who are interested, by the way, it's politicalcompass.org. You can go to politicalcompass.org and take the quiz and sort of get a feel for where you fall on their, um, spectrum O stuff. And basically instead of doing a right left lit a line, what they do is they've created a matrices of authoritarian versus libertarian left-leaning versus right-leaning. And so they have what they call their social scale and their economic scale. And then you fall somewhere into one quadrant. And the closer you are to the center, the more sort of in the middle you are of things. And the further out in the periphery, the less you um, are in the center, uh, centrist. The other thing I thought was interesting is, is this is probably for a lot of people. I think most people, if you ask them, they'll go, well, I'm sort of like, you know, left of center. I'm kind of right of center. I'm, I'm kind of moderate, you know. No matter how extreme they are, they, everybody assumes that they are sort of average, you know, and 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 it's it's true in a lot of things, not only in political areas. Most people assume they're sort of average at, you know, 
being a auto mechanic or whatever, you know, or, you know, I'm my house is kept clean, it's sort of average, you know, or, and you might be like the most fastidious, like freak out person when somebody drops a piece of dust in your house that, you know, and yet for you, from your perspective, that's probably just average, you know, because it's what you're used to. And so, you know, I think it's it's human nature to to assume that we're all sort of in the middle. And we find that, that, that I think there's a pretty good distribution of people. There's people on the fringes. There's people in the middle. You know, in fact, it, it, my guess is if on any topic you were to find something, most people would say they're in the middle and you would find there's a bell curve. And yeah, a lot of people are close to the middle. There's also tons and tons of people on the edges. You know, they're spread across. Um, that's why they have such things as bell curves. And they found that they pretty they're pretty good representative of stuff, you know. Although I've got to say that in the report that's in the end, they have a um, uh, an expl- explanation of like extremes of where this falls, and so they put pictures, they put dots on on their scale for Stalin, Hitler, Thatcher, Friedman, and Gandhi. Wait, <laughs> and what? You, yeah, and you're like, oh my God, my dots close to Hitler, you know, or something <laughs> like that. You know, can you imagine like? Can you imagine, you know, you're taking your test and then you're flipping through the little, like, explanation of stuff and they show you these people and you find out your dots next to Stalin or something and you're like, oh my lord, uh, help me, help me. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm not sure that was very bright on their part, you know, because that's going to scare the bejeebies out of people. Um, I was actually a little surprised, but maybe not so much. I think I'm probably a little bit little bit more um, left-leaning than I was, say, 10 years ago. Um but, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think for my part, it has been very intentional in trying to understand, uh, the perspective of some, some, uh, people who I didn't necessarily naturally agree with over a long period of time. I have been pretty conservative for a long period of time. And so I have, um, uh, worked to understand and found that, you know, my, my opinions have changed a little bit. So I am, I am not as staunchly right-leaning conservative as I as I would have described myself at one point in time um, you know but like a lot of things you know you, you you are not you are more than a dot on a matrix so don't don't freak out world so I'm on page four or six so I'm, I'm making my way through yeah yeah well and the thing is too for those who 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 are uh, listening it takes a little while because these are not uh you know, do you like red? Do you like green? You know, they're not yes and no questions there. They give you uh, four options. You can either agree or disagree or strongly agree or strongly disagree. And sometimes you have to think about it for a little bit because because some of the questions are they they, they use like a modifier, you know, so they'll say things like, uh, you know, corporations are always, you know, multinational corporations are always evil. Well, always? Well, no. And do I agree or disagree? It's just factually wrong because always is, is always, you know? And so, so I don't agree or disagree. I just, the, the, the question is worded weirdly. And so you have to kind of get past that because those kinds of things bother me. Um, I, uh, some people they don't, but, uh, but you know, when they, when they put the, the, um, always or, or, you know, or most, mostly I think I can get around easier, you know, mentally it works better for me when, but when they put absolute type of statements in things, then it's, it's hard to, um, to answer the questions with agree or disagree. It's, yeah, 
you know. usually there's the answer is something a little more nuanced than yes or no. Right. And, and so you can say, well, I strongly agree or strongly disagree. <laughs> That's the nuance you get. So you have to pick something there and you have to try to figure out what what um, what best represents your response to that. And so I, I tried to stay away from like um, uh, letting myself mentally slip into the criticize the question because it's a poorly worded question because that happens to me often when I do these kinds of things is I get irritated about poorly worded questions and for the most part too sometimes when you put in those kind of absolutes that helps the, uh, them determine how absolutist you are you know and and how how you're how how much of a stake in the ground you have on specific points or issues and so um, so I understand the reasoning for those kinds of questions um, it uh it's the kind of thing where in the past, you know, I, I remember like going to the teacher and going, okay, this is a factually incorrect question. How am I supposed to answer this? Yes or no. You know, and they will just put the best answer you can. That's their, that's always their response. We'll just put the best answer that you can. Like, oh. Okay. So I answered, I I'm through this actually very quickly. Mm-hmm. And where am I? Yeah. So you have to get to the little um, uh, PDF at the end and scroll down to, I think like page three or something because they three or four, because they, they, they kind of explain what their uh, political compass is in the first couple pages. And so then there's one at the bottom that gives you a, uh, a left, right leaning and a number and a social or a uh, social libertarian authoritarian number. And so I am pretty close to the center dot in the middle. Yeah, but I'm I'm a I'm a uh, a little bit um, I'm like a negative so a two point four one into libertarian uh-huh. and a one point onto the right so I am a right leaning libertarian. Okay, I'm deeper in the libertarian. I'm a a minus five point four four libertarian and a point uh, a minus point seven five on the left right. So I'm a little bit on the left side surprisingly. Interesting. Uh, but, you know, so I'm left of center, but strongly libertarian as opposed to authoritarian. Interesting. 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 Well, I yeah. do. This is actually not that. It's not surprising to me really at all, um, mm-hmm. because for most issues, um, you know, I, I I knew I was pretty centrist. And really, that's what it's telling me. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm centrist, but I'm a little bit right leaning. You know, I'm not I'm not. Um, yeah. You know, and I and I really want people to live life how they see uh, how they see fit. I mean, you do you. That's, yeah. Well, you that's know. very much sort of the the libertarian side of things is you do you. Just don't bother me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, don't be waving your sign in my face, and you can wave your sign all you want. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. I thought it was, you know, and so um, uh, I thought I would share it. Um, yeah, and and you it know, I me, it bothers me that they call that they in their in their uh, explanation of Thatcher's personality that they call her authoritarian, and and uh-huh. I because I don't see that she was authoritarian at all. I think that they had they were moving towards Marxism, very leftist. Uh, policies in the UK before she took office and right. their economy was in the ditch. And right. so, you know, she pulled them out. Yeah, she did, but she did it economy. But she did it in in, in using some sort of authoritarianish tools that that she didn't I I don't think she necessarily hung on to them. I don't know that they were necessarily reflective of her. I think she just used viewed them as necessary to fix the problem. But nonetheless, she got branded that way. Um 
I know some people from the UK and that was sort of their impression of her historically was that she was sort of that, but isn't that you the know, left always always not always I mean that's the left mm-hmm. very very often will look at somebody who is has right leaning tendencies and call them a fascist just because that's that's the name because that that's yeah that's as that's as right leaning as you could possibly be so that must be the that's awful right as if it's some horrible yes. thing and yes. so that's the it's an you know yeah exactly that's what it is it's, you fascist um, yeah, possibly. And, and the, the, the two people that I'm thinking of, one of them was a little left leaning, um, the other one less so, um, both of them sort of had the same feeling. One of them was more, more likely to use it as an epithet. The other was likely to say that it was like sort of a transitional time that she, she took authoritarian stances in order to get stuff done to, to make change because that's how you needed to make change at that time. Because otherwise, you know, like you said, there was a lot of momentum heading towards a very um, uh, Labor Party um, socialist type of leanings, and she was pushing hard to pull them back from that. So, yes. you know, yeah. I mean, I just rem- I remember people calling George Bush a fascist in our nation. George yeah. Bush a fascist, of course. They mm-hmm. they call Trump a fascist all the time. Yeah. Well, and, and the flip side like, is is that all the, the 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 conservatives call all the liberals socialists, and it's like okay, yeah but, yeah some of them are fairly. So- <laughs> yeah. Me, I'm sorry. Let me finish my thought. So it, it is simply that 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 meet that word has become meaningless. Like yeah. it, it, it takes away what it actually means to be uh, fascist. I mean, you know, throwing people in jail because they think the wrong way. Um, yeah. You know, uh, so because if you look at what what a fascist is, it, it, Donald Trump is not it. You may not like him, you may not like what he's doing with executive orders, but there's a history of presidents using executive orders. I personally think that they shouldn't have that power. Yeah, um, uh, I think that you'd have to make con- Congress do its job. But you know, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's that's a political discussion. It doesn't yeah. make President Trump for example, a fascist because he's doing what other presidents have done. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, the thing is, and, and he's, he's the first to admit it and proudly is that he's doing what other presidents have done just more so in a lot of areas, you know, yes. the number of people that he's, you know, I mean, you know, the only people who have anything to worry about being, uh, 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 punished by, by him are people who work in his cabinet because that seems to be a very short time job. You're there until you say I don't like you, and as soon as you you say anything that 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 uh, that he that, that it is critical of Donald Trump, then you're out on the street. So, yep. um, you know, and that just seems to be you know his sort of thin skinned nature. But, but let know? me ask you this: Has there been, and I don't know the answer to this. I'm, I'm genuinely asking it. Maybe you don't know. Has there been uh, uh, a a member of the inner circle of any president who openly criticizes that president? And keeps their job. Yeah, and I'm, obviously I don't know the like the counts either. But yeah, I mean, f- frankly, the only one I can think of, and this is basically based on, I think, it was the uh, Doris Stern's book, the you know, um, uh, Lincoln Team intentionally, yeah, Lincoln intentionally put people around him who had disagreements with him, uh, and he wanted that struggle within his his advisors. Um, so that he was hearing both sides of everything and and uh, and different uh, perspectives. The downside was is that there were people actively trying to then undermine not only each other but him. 
Um, and so that took a very strong personality to manage and, uh, and not only strong personality, but it had to be exhaustive, not to mention you're in the middle of a civil war doing it. So it was, um, you know, in that sense, I think it clearly probably was the case. Um, you know, and then I mentioned yesterday the, the history of Aaron Burr, you know, after he left the vice presidency, putting together plans to launch his own country in the Louisiana territory, um, you know those same kind of thoughts had to be going through his head as vice president. And remember, this is when vice president was the guy who got the second most votes for president. It wasn't like um, they necessarily ran on a party. Um, so your vice president wasn't always your buddy, you know? Right, um, right. And so, you know, it's um, early in our country, I think there was a lot of contention and, and you know, there wasn't the sense of... Um, uh, this is the way it's always been done. And then you get somebody like Donald Trump who comes along and says, I don't care how it's always been done. What are the laws? We'll follow the laws. And if it's always been done this way, you know, screw that. Let's do it a different way. Let's do what we want as long as we're within the laws. And sometimes, you know, as every president does, I think they, they tend to push the laws and get away with what they can, um, you know, and then courts kick them back into line, you know. Um, yeah, but I don't disagree with you. I, I don't like the idea of a president... Um, issuing edicts from the desk, you know, things that are laws should be legislated. I don't like courts issuing edicts from the bench either. You know, they should no. be, they should be kicking it back to the legislature and saying, you know, you guys make the laws. We're not doing that. It's not our I job. I don't like so much of our, our laws and regulations coming from the executive branch in the form of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, from the, like the EPA and the, you know, mm -hmm. HUD and from, you know, all of those, they have their own courts they have, I mean, it's just this yeah. extra constitutional, um, you know, uh, yeah. structure and I don't like it. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Administrative law, um, should not be what it is. And I've talked about that before. I, I yeah. just, Congress I don't disagree with you. Congress. I absolutely Congress agree with you. Their job. Yeah. You yeah. know, the, you know, I mean, whether it's the EPA or, or, um, you know, the FDA or whatever, they, should be enforcing regulations that are made by Congress and Congress needs to, you know, quit sitting on their hands and, and, and go out there and, you know, create what the rules really are because yes. that's their job. It's not the job of the executive to set up regulations that then can cause people to be fined and put in jail. Um, yes. you know, and that's the case right now is, you know, there's, there's a plethora of laws that are effectively laws, even though they, they were never legislated. No, and they were they were made by people whom we never meet or never see, never have the opportunity to vote for. And any any um, uh, conflict that comes from mm -hmm. those regulations, from that administrative law, goes to an administrative court. And yeah. so there's no there's no there's nothing. You have everything is adjudicated, everything is decided in the executive branch. I have a problem with that. Yeah, well, and and likewise, you I mean even in, in our judicial system, obviously they have their own court system because they are the court system. But, you know, legislating from the bench is just as bad. You know, I don't think that... I, that, I don't disagree. You know, yeah, I'm I right mean, there with you. we have three branches of government with three defined different duties, and, and the executive and the judicial should not be creating law. You know, that's not their job. Yep. You know, and it happens too much, which it is does. kind of why I like the... the um, uh, originalist judges uh, or justices on the Supreme Court because they have a tendency to say, you know, that ain't in the Constitution. We're not even going to handle it right now in some cases. Or, 
when we do handle it, we're going to tell you that's not in the Constitution, so it's not a law. You want it to be a law? Go make a law. Don't expect us to do it for you. We're not going to bail you out, which is, you know, in so many words, what they have said to Congress on several occasions. You made a deliberately ambiguous law because you didn't want to be um, held accountable for it when you ran for office. Well, that's a you problem, not a me problem. Go back and fix it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we're <laughs> we're not going to bail you out because you you were afraid you couldn't get elected if you did what the what you apparently wanted to do. So, you know, you decide what you want to do and you do it. You do you. Right back to my libertarian <laughs> leanings there. Right. Exactly. It's funny yeah. in that weird authoritarian uh, libertarian left right leaning thing where they had Thatcher and Hitler and Stalin. And uh, I'm closest to Gandhi. I'm not nearly as left as Gandhi, and I'm more libertarian than Gandhi, <laughs> but but he's he's the one who shares my quadrant. It'd be interesting cool. to see more than one person in each quadrant. I mean, the only two they have in, in a quadrant together are Hitler and Thatcher, and Thatcher is further right and much less authoritarian. I mean, she's authoritarian, but much less authoritarian than Hitler. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't politically, I wouldn't put Hitler on the right. He was a socialist. The, the, that's what Nazi stands for. It's the National Socialist Workers Party. You know, yeah. the National Socialist Party. Yeah, it's funny that they, they want to put him somewhere opposite from Stalin, and yet their, their behavior... They're the same and, cloth, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, their means and behavior were very, very similar. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see a... I mean, certainly both very authoritarian. I don't see a right-left difference between them that's significant. And yet they've got them quite a far, quite far apart. They've got Stalin very left, uh, you know, and and I think you know substantially it's because Stalin, you know, coming out saying that he's you know communist and 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 creating communes and breaking the country up and being centrally driven. But tell me that wasn't what was going on with Hitler. Yeah, only if you were Jewish. So, you know, but I mean, they they were basically confiscating everything i mean you know in factories were being forced to run of course they immediately i mean immediately but he he fairly quickly put his country on a war footing and so so started driving yes. everything that way so that you know i mean if, if you're going by that standard then the united states also basically changed all of our commercial uh, manufacturing over to government manufacturing yeah. you know yeah. uh, you do what you got to do to 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 continue to exist right Yes, and, and it's different for us. He picked that war. We did. We got sucked into it. Right. Yeah. No. We we were trying very much not to go into the war for a long period of time. Yeah. But and it's very interesting, you know. I mean, given the number of of uh, people in the United States of German background, it was not a given that we weren't going to go in on the side of Germany for a long time too, which people forget. I mean, it was not a given. Uh, once we saw who Hitler was and what he was doing, it sort of became clear. But. Um, you know, and thus the Lend-Lease program and start helping the Brits and keep them staying afloat. Because he was such the aggressor, too. But there was a period of time, especially early on, um, you know, both in the U.K. and here, where it was people were debating, saying, well, maybe Hitler's got the right idea, which is he horrifying to think Man now. Man of the Year in 1936? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Man of the Year. Yeah. I mean, do you think back? I mean, that he had the world bamboozled for a good period of time. And these are not stupid people. They're thoughtful, well-thinking people who thought, hey, this guy, 
you know, he, he's pulling his country out of the gutter, you know, recovering yep. from World War One and, and the and also showing people, you know, the world was in a Great Depression and he was showing them how to come out of that Great Depression with with civic pride and 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 great works. And uh, then he attacked everybody and killed millions of Jews. So, uh, you know, go figure. <laughs> Sometimes conventional wisdom isn't very wise. Yeah. Uh, scary. Beware scary. the little guy who shouts and has big guns. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Hist- history has told us, right? Napoleon, Hitler, mm-hmm. you know, etc. Stalin. Hirohito. Yes. Oh, Pol Pot. Hirohito was an emperor. Pol Pot. Yeah, we don't know if he shouted or not because nobody ever heard him, saw him, or anything until basically at the end of the war is like some this first time that a lot of people had ever seen their emperor or heard him speak. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. Strange society where the guy that you all follow as if he's a god, you've never seen or heard. He's just this thing, this thing off in the distance. I guess that's the best way to 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 do it, though, right? Because you know, otherwise everybody hears him or sees him, and he's just a guy. Yeah. Well, that's true, yeah, because they really did think of him as a god. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is interesting. You know, yeah, I, yeah, just a different social structure, something we're not used to at all here. No. You know, the concept of, of, of uh, elevating an individual to that heights is, is bizarro, you know. Although, if you listen to uh, the liberal politicians, they very much believe that that's what people are trying to do with Trump you know and Trump's happy to let them pretend that but you know the the reality is is who wouldn't want to be you know worshipped and praised but uh, uh, and I don't mean that in a religious sense just people like to get praise you know be told you're doing the right thing and you're brilliant and you're wonderful you know Um, we all do but uh, yeah you know both sides are so um distorting the picture of the other side that it's it's hard to to uh, to get a real glimpse of what's going on sometimes so I'm actually looking forward to the uh, to the debate tonight and I hope it's you know I know we're going to have to set through those sections where uh, you know the announcer is going to say something as benign as like, well, since the sky is blue and it's sunshiny today, let's do this. And they'll both look at him and go, the clouds are coming. <laughs> or they'll say, I prefer chocolate pudding. And you're like, what does that have to do with this blues? You know, they, they just, you know, and that's just. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Po- poli- politics. And you're like, oh, could you just answer the question, please? I really want to know what your thoughts are on that subject. You know, it'd be nice if you just like answer the question. And they'll be going like, but, but, but my opponent likes jello and I like pudding. And, and you're going, hey, what is that? Bill Cosby? <laughs> yeah. It's like, so, really? Right now is when you're going to make Bill Cosby references? That's the guy you pick? Okay. So this is a kind of a scary story, or at least it was for the families involved. Um, so, uh, Families are suing, families suing after five kids from a particular sperm donor, donor 3116, tested positive for degenerative nerve disorder. So he seemed like the perfect sperm donor. 
well-educated cytogeneticist with a robust genetic makeup with no signs of even minor health issues. But seven Canadian families say the man known as Dr. 3116 wasn't quite what he seemed. And now they're suing the Ontario sperm bank, uh, uh, that they, saying that they misled, uh, misled them after children were conceived using his sperm. And then they were born with this genet- degenerative nerve disorder. So the separate hmm. complaints by the families who are spread across five provinces allege that outreach health services assured them uh, that their, all of their donors go, undergo a rigorous screening process that includes genetic testing, but they, they miss this. Um, turns out he actually is just, a, he's not a doctor even. He's just a lab tech with zero advanced degrees who suffers from Charcot-Marie-Tooth disease, a genetic condition they say is obvious in his photos. So five children from the seven families in the complaint have since tested positive for the disorder, which mainly affects the nerves in the arms and legs. Symptoms usually show up in the teenage years or early adulthood and becomes, can become so severe that patients can no longer walk. This is about uh, people being sold something that is not what they were promised. That's horrifying. So, it, you know, if you can't trust, because they, they go through uh, a person's background who is this person that i'm getting this genetic product from and if it's a lie then i mean oh my gosh that's Hmm. that's terrible so outreach also they kept distributing his sperm even after they were told um, of his iffy background in genetic history and so each are seeking about three million dollars in damages outreach uh, was also sued in 2016 for not revealing a different sperm donor's schizophrenia and criminal history uh, one of the claims was dismissed in 2017, but at, one, at least another, at least one other, is still pending. So, like schizophrenia is also genetic, and mm-hmm. um, you know, you talk about the the implications on somebody's lifelong prospects, or you know, the 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 impact, not implications, but impact on somebody's lifelong, uh, you know, somebody's life. Schizophrenia is huge, and yeah. apparently, this other disease is as well, Charcot-Marie-Tooth disease. Yeah, it's funny. They said you could tell by his picture, so I went and, and did a, a Google of that, and 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 I got no pictures. <laughs> Actually, initially I got this has been blocked by Safe Search. I'm like, oh, that's not good. This must be ugly. These must be like horrifying pictures. So I just quit searching. I said I don't want to see it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's um, that's sad. Todd. Yeah, and that's I said really I said Google. I didn't Google. I actually um do my searches with DuckDuckGo and it's not as good a search and sometimes I'm fine with that (laughs) (laughs) yeah well because then there's nobody tracking you yeah yeah but sometimes too you find things and there's pictures you just can't unsee and sometimes I don't want to I don't want to see so um, yeah okay and it may be no big deal at all I've never heard of that disease before but i was just curious when they said that you could tell by pictures of the guy uh but back to the main story that's horrible that's absolutely horrible there's some poor children who have been born with these with these you know terrible diseases that that they didn't have to have if this person hadn't lied and had the company been up front and forward in their actual testing of donors i can't believe that they in this day and age allow a donor to be a donor without a genetic testing because it's 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 easy and cheap um, and and the company should do the testing and get the results and know what's going on and be able to tell people and not just rely on the person to tell you the truth. Well, and it and it what it seems to me is that 
Um, they're t they were telling people that they were doing the testing. They were probably charging people, um, you know, for that extra yeah. level of security, and they just weren't doing it. Yeah. Now the the people involved in that company should be punished in every possible way. Yes. Um, and and then the the funds or anything that they can take from those people to then help pay for medical bills and help those those families should definitely happen. That's just I, it. Just uh. And the donor needs to be sued for fraud. And, um, and, if and if they indeed found case. if they indeed see that the that the donor was was the one who did it. I mean, if the donor t told the truth. Uh, and and the company then didn't pass it on, then that's on the company. But if the donor didn't tell the truth either, um, then yeah, absolutely, they need to be be prosecuted for whatever they can be as well. Because I mean, you know, again, you know, you think about these poor families and these children that have been born, uh, and how how heartbreaking that must be to want a child and then find out that your child is now going to have to. I mean, you, it's your child. You're going to love this child, but that they're going to have, you know all these issues in their life that they didn't have to have had people just done their job, you know, been honest about who they were and about what was going on or done their job and done the genetic testing and provided the information the way they were supposed to. That's just, it's, I can't imagine how, how heartbroken these people are. Yep. 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 hundred percent agree. So are there any sports ball games tonight? Um, is there Lakers basketball tonight? Uh, no, Lakers start their the the NBA finals start tomorrow. Um, tonight is the first night of baseball playoffs, and so um, Dodgers play tomorrow. Um, but there will be some games tonight for those who are interested in watching baseball. Uh, last night we had the Monday night football, and it was uh, the Baltimore Ravens, whose quarterback is the was last year's MVP, against the. Uh, the Super Bowl reigning Super Bowl champions and MVP, obviously, of the Super Bowl and, uh, in Kansas City. And Kansas City stomped them. Wasn't even close the whole game. In fact, um, some, somewhere in the third or fourth quarter, it the score got to be 27 to 20. And you thought, oh, okay, maybe it's going to become a game. And then Kansas City pretty quickly in the next two possessions scored two more touchdowns and ended up winning 34 to 20. And so it wasn't a particularly wow. interesting game even. Um, because they were just so dominant. And uh, uh, I think that uh, from what I was seeing, anybody who thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl this year is going to have to go through Kansas City to do it because they just looked uh, impressive on offense and defense. They just shut down um, everything. <laughs> it was just, it was it was like, uh, it, it's almost as if, you know, it was like uh, uh, uh college team playing against a high school team i mean it was just they 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 didn't like physically bully them that much but there was nothing that that um uh, that the um baltimore team could do you know and lamar jackson like i said he was the reigning mvp and he he didn't look at they they couldn't run the ball very well his passes didn't uh, spiral well. He was being harassed in the backfield all the time. Uh, and it seemed as if the Kansas City defense got stronger and better as the game went on. So that, you know, at the end of the game, he was able to, when he needed to try to come back, they just like cinched it down and he did even less. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, tonight is all about uh, 
political competition. Unless, it, like I said, unless of course you're just an incredibly huge fan of baseball. Tonight, the um, uh, uh, let's see what do we got. We have uh, Astros are playing the Twins. This is American League wild card play uh, games. White Sox are playing the Athletics. Uh, Blue Jays are playing the Rays, and the Yankees are playing the Indians. Those are, uh, uh, I think the first game starts at uh, like 11 o'clock our time, 11.08 or something like that. They got, you know, why they pick these times. 11.08 is when we're going to start the game. Um, okay, you know. <laughs> and then the NL That's stuff. Random. all Yeah, and then the uh, National League playoff series is all start tomorrow. So, uh, so they're alternating days right now. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out, what the dealio is. So but, really uh, quickly before, I know we only have a couple minutes left, but um, so school districts have been getting caught by uh, hackers who do ransomware attacks. And what a ransomware, what, ran, what, what happens in these, as you might imagine, is that they grab data and they say you have to pay them, usually millions mm-hmm. of dollars. Yeah, they put an app on your, on your system that encrypts it so you can't use it anymore. And then they, they won't let you unencrypt it unless you pay them moolah. So a hacker group has published employee social security numbers, student grades, and other sensitive information from the Clark County School District in Las Vegas after it refused to pay a ransom. So the, this is the largest school district known to be hit with ransomware since the start of the pandemic. Uh, they announced the breach September 9th, um, saying that certain files couldn't be accessed on their computer. Um, August 27th, three days after classes began online. So they waited until September 9th to make the announcement, but it actually happened on, on August 27th. Um, so days later, the hacker group released stolen information that appeared to be non-sensitive. And then last week came the release of more sensitive information, including employee social security numbers, addresses, and student names, grades, birth dates, schools, and, addre- and, and their addresses. Um, the school district has 320,000 students. Oh, my hmm. God. So yeah. if you don't know how to do this, it's really easy to put a freeze on your credit. You just have to reach out to one of the credit bureaus. You can do this online and request a freeze. That means no credit can be taken out in your name while that freeze is in place. Yeah. There are people who recommend doing that all the time. Just leave it on there and only go unfreeze it. It's a little bit of a hassle, but only unfreeze it when you want to apply for credit because it's not like you're doing that every day anyway, right? Right. Um, well, so just put it's a, a hassle, but it's far less of a hassle than having your credit stolen, yeah. your, your identity stolen. Yep. So, oh my gosh, that's just unbelievable. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, it is. It is. Although I've got to say at this point, you know, if they've already given out all that information, what more information could they possibly give out? So they've basically you know, done their worst at this point. Right. And so, so in a sense, it's got to be a relief for everybody that's not out there dangling over what they will or won't disclose. So, and it sounds each individual to protect their own identity. Yeah. It sounds very much like they not only got into their, you know, school grading systems and stuff, but they also got into their, excuse me, into their HR systems and their uh, human resources stuff. Cause if they got into, you know, payroll to get people's social security numbers and things like that. So, but again, so if you're, if it's a public school district, the payroll is posted. So it's not like it's a big surprise as to what people make. It's true. So. I, I, I have to say though, that, um, it, there, this is, there's something to be said by siloing your, your, your data. Um, you know, sensitive data being on its being completely separate from other data. 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, so at least if they get into one of those silos, they won't get all of them. Right. And I know that, you know, that, that having all the integration makes things easier, but you know, maybe there's a way to, to dump information from one silo to the next silo right. or whatever, but yeah. having them siloed, there's something to be said for that. Well, that's why I brought up the fact that they had gotten into their HR systems because usually HR systems are completely separate from what the school would be using as their grading yep. systems or any business would be using for their production systems. You know, the, the computers and the network used for that are usually very separate and different than the ones used for doing the accounting and human resources stuff. Um, you know, and, and to even some extent, uh, like your health insurance and things like that. Now, most, most of the time your employer will have information on who your health insurer is, but they're not going to have any health information. So at least there's not HIPAA violations that they have to worry about. But, um, obviously the people who are breaking into these systems could care less about, you know, HIPAA violations versus other violations. They're breaking the law by doing it. Um, and very often they're, they're not from here. You know, they're not from our country. They're, they're foreign entities just trying to force money and very often paid through things like bitcoin so you'll never know who they are yeah we'll never know we'll probably never know who they are although i say that that there are are um uh forensic technologists who i'm sure are working with the fbi and the nsa and they're going through and they will track this stuff down and they will they will get an idea of like where they're coming from They'll know if it's happening, you know, in, in Russian or Chinese or, you know, somebody in Alabama. Um, they'll, they'll be able to kind of get an idea of it. They'll work on it. They may not get to the individual and be able to say this is the person behind it. But they can they can get an idea of where it's coming from, you know. So, um, so time will tell. We are out of time. We are. It's been a nice Tuesday, everybody. Enjoy the debate tonight or don't enjoy it and enjoy... You know, not in, not having to listen to it, um, but we'll certainly be talking about it tomorrow. And uh, and baseball, there's baseball exactly. for the fans. So, <laughs> baseball playoffs are starting in three hours. Well, three hours and eight minutes. Um, <laughs> no. All right. Well, I, I I do have to sign off. I'm Erin Brinker, and I'm Todd Brinker, and we are on the brink. The morning? No, we're not. We are back on the brink. <laughs> We're back from the brink, and we're brinking out here. That's right. Have a great Thanks day. Thanks for joining we'll us. See you tomorrow. <laughs>